Good afternoon, guys, and welcome to another episode of Costa Rica Real Estate and Investments with me, your host, Richard Bexon, coming to you, well, not live, but coming to you from Guanacaste, from Playa Grande, Guanacaste, just helping a client actually here who we ended up helping them buy a, a, a small rental property here uh, and just working with them to kind of refurbish it. So that's why I'm here this week. And then also doing some uh, stuff in Hacienda Panilla, which is just south of Tamarindo. So a little bit all over the place. I think people are always shocked by how far I get over the country. Uh, and then next week, again, down in the Southern Pacific, area i'm actually looking at some land there for myself um so get a get around a bit um but anyway so today we're going to be talking with bob brown bob is a veteran um of luxury vacation rentals all throughout the caribbean and also here in costa rica as well so it's going to be really interesting talking to him getting some information also pointers on him for any of you guys looking to maximize rental revenue or developing a home here in costa rica kind of what amenities services uh, to include and also potentially including someone like himself or myself in uh you know the design process from the beginning because depending on what it is that you're building it's really important you think about its functionality uh, especially as a rental home um, you know, if it's there for revenue, you need to kind of structure it a little bit more like a hotel. Um, but if it's a home, of course, that'll be a little bit different. And you need to think about a little bit more about your exit plan, which not a lot of people think about when it, uh, you know, when actually buying, they think about getting in, but they don't think about the exit plan. But remember, you can email me info at investingcostarica.com, info at investingcostarica.com. Um, but let's get straight into the podcast. Good afternoon, Bob. How are you doing? Very good, Richard. Thanks for having me. No, not at all. It's an absolute pleasure to have, uh, I would say, such a veteran uh, of the luxury villa uh, world. I don't mean that from the point of view of being, I mean that from the point of view of your experience, sir. Uh, maybe, maybe that wasn't the best word to use, but uh, anyway, anyway. No, thanks for clarifying that. No, no, it's you're okay. very welcome. You're very welcome. I mean, you've been in the luxury market for many, many years, Bob. But I mean, what's recently surprised you and also what trends are you seeing, if you don't mind me asking? No, that's a great question. I mean, I started out in the business where we didn't have the internet. We had yep. catalogs. We had, you know, you had to describe the villa. We didn't have high resolution photographs. We didn't have all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the internet came along and it totally transformed the industry. The, the big changes now are there are so many more destinations to choose from. There's so much inventory to consider uh, that the conversion rates of the properties I represent around the globe are they're so much lower than they were yeah. they used to be the only place you could rent was the really was the Caribbean or Europe yeah. and all of a sudden now you can go to virtually any place in the world and rent a property yeah. so that's made it extremely competitive because people are looking at a price for a house in Bali looking for a house in in Costa Rica Mexico they can do it with a click of a keyboard boom 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 you know, yep. you only have them for a few seconds. Uh, the distribution channels have changed dramatically. And as you know, it's all about distribution. Yep. Uh, so having so many much more distributors, so much more inventory, so, you know, so much more content out there. And then the quality of the knowledge of the people representing the villas, it's so diluted. Yeah. Because uh, they can't know all about these other destinations they can't know the villas they they don't know so the the consumers that are very difficult to find are a very knowledgeable individual i, I mean years ago we spent tens of thousands of dollars of educating the villa rental specialists to go out view the properties inspect them know them inside and out they were drilled on them we had training every week those you know the individuals that worked for me had 
extreme knowledge and that gave us extreme vote of confidence for the individual to go to that individual to rent because they wanted him to take the risk out of it yep you know and that is not true anymore uh, yeah the, the, it's, it's the, funny the, that you say that just because we've seen a bit of a rise with travel agents after post-covid you know just because again because of that confusion of travel as well on where yeah. you can go what you can't and also you know and also is you know travel agents to an extent take that risk out of it as well yeah, but that's the travel agents have just come on in the last few years. They've yes. been totally out of the picture because they Correct. go, I'm selling my knowledge in the trust that you're going to protect me from a misadventure. Yep. And when the travel agency doesn't know the property, they're taking a huge risk. Yep. And if they can't get an immediate answer of the price and the confirmation, they're not going to bother. They'll suggest right. something else. Yeah, definitely. So, but the travel agents are finally discovering that a villa is a is a much more uh, of a travel product now than it was ever. So, it's and there's more huge. demand for it, and there's more demand yeah. for it. You know, and I mean, COVID really put you know luxury vacation right. rentals with hotel amenities on the map. But it also changed the uh, pricing structure because now you have to include the travel agency as part of the commission structure. True. Yep. Because you got the distributor, you yep. got the owner, the distributor. Yep. And the travel agent now. So there's a, there's a layer. Yes. Yes, definitely. Definitely. And that well, changes. I mean, Bob, a lot of people listening to this podcast are looking to invest into rental properties, you know, yep. and a lot of them, um, you know, or build them, especially luxury ones. Yep. I mean, what is your advice to them? Because again, I mean, you've been in the industry for such a long time. You've seen what worked and what doesn't. I mean, what advice would you give them? Um, if they have to really decide what their expectation is about. Are they really gonna rent it out or are they just gonna casually rent it out? Yep. The, the biggest mistake they make if they wanna run it as a business is the layout floor plan and the design. And I can't tell you, I mean, I've worked with multiple owners in the Caribbean, Mexico, everywhere. And they've come, if they come to me at the initial design development, I can really help them. Yep. For example, a lot of some of the properties have a large master bedroom and much smaller other rooms. A lot yep. of the villas are rented by couples. The ugly pillow talk is why, honey, why did we get the little room? Yes. Why is why did Joe and Mary get the master bedroom? I would say you want to have parity with every room. If you're going to rent it out seriously, make sure the villa. The biggest question people ask for is the view. You better have a spectacular view and you better have an outrageous pool and you better have parity in the bedrooms, meaning that every bedroom has to look and feel the same. So there's no ugly pillow talk, right? right. The beds have to be kings. They have to point towards the view. People want kings. They don't want queens, but the kings have to be able to be converted into twins. So the way the villa be laid out is they have to make the bedrooms have to be large enough to handle a king proportionally. Yep. The bathrooms have to be big. The bathrooms in the bedrooms have to be good with a good view. Those ingredients are critical. Um, outdoor showers are a huge plus. If you have every bedroom has an outdoor shower, it's a huge plus. It saves on cleaning expenses too. If, the, if you have that uh, indoor outdoor seamless transition, meaning that if I'm in the kitchen and I want to step outside to eat outside, I want that to be seamless. I want the space to be able to be able to walk from the kitchen right up to eat outside. Yep. People like to go to Costa Rica, they want to be outside. They do not want to be inside. Correct. Okay. 
they want the air conditioning. They want separate zones for every bedroom. They, the people want to control the temperature in their room. Blackout curtains are yep. important. You know, um, if you could, ideally, it's a U-shaped design, meaning that like a, say you have a four bedroom yep. on each. So you shape the U and you've got bedroom, bedroom, kitchen, sitting area, pool in the middle. Yep. So every bedroom's got a view. They yep. have all have access to the pool. And then if I'm in the kitchen, I, the, I could be cooking and, and looking out at the pool, but I can also be talking to someone sitting in, in by the pool. So I'm not out of the picture, meaning that I'm, I'm back doing all the legwork. You know. So I'm sitting there stuck in the kitchen. Everybody else is having fun and I'm stuck back there. But if you make it an easy transition for everyone to go from one room to the other, it's ideal. Uh, the other thing is you have to have a fitness room. People today want fitness rooms, like a huge demand for fitness rooms. If you don't have that, it's going to be a well-stocked fitness room. And the pool area in the deck must have space where there's a covering to get out of the sun, to get out of the elements. If it's, if it's raining outside, they still want to be outside. If it's sunny as hell and they're sunburned to death, they still want to be outside. So you have to have a covering for them. Ideally, you'd have a refrigerator of some type close to the pool area with plenty of deck furniture. And I'm talking about high quality deck furniture, none of this plastic stuff. You got to have wooden, no stains on the cushions. And you got to have a, a refrigerator out there so people can easily access drinks or food, whatever. So they don't have to go schlepping all the way back. The fewer stairs you can have, the better. People hate stairs. They do not want to have to have that much effort to get around. Yep. So it's like those elements are critical, but the, you know, it's like if you could, and if you have the best place to invest your money is in the linens and the towels and the best mattresses you can find. If people don't sleep right, they're going to be ugly. And coffee, coffee and beds. Seriously. And the linens have to have, can't be tired. You, you know, I've suggested to owners that they have one mattress for the guests and one mattress for themselves. Yep. So you have a storage space that's, you know, you, the owners need a storage space to put their stuff when they're not there. And a lot of the houses don't design for that. Correct. You've got to have the ability to put your stuff away. No personal stuff in the villa whatsoever. You yep. got to keep that out of the loop. Um, you got yeah, to I mean have... Nobody wants to be reminded that they're staying in someone's home. Yeah, they, they want to feel connected to this house. Yep. It, it, if, if, you know, the house is how that makes them feel. It, it, it's, they want to feel taller. They want to feel thinner. They want to feel sexier. They want to feel smarter. And they want to feel a lot more fun to be with. Yep. If the house doesn't make them feel that way, they'll, they'll never come back. Yeah. You know, yeah I mean, I, I thought about it the other day, Bob. I was like this. People rent homes that they'd like to live in, that they dream of. People don't want to rent a home that's worse than the home that they currently live in. Like, it's, it's a vacation. Well, they don't want a house to even come close to looking like the one they live in. Exactly. You know, they want to be seduced by this house. Yep. They want to take the risk of, oh, honey, I wish I could have designed my house like this, but I don't yep. have the courage to do it. Yep. You know, so so you kind of live vicariously for that week or so in somebody else's house. You go, oh, my God, this is fantastic. But you don't want to be reminded it's someone else's house because there are photos everywhere. <laughs> correct. Correct. Yeah. And the other thing the owners forget, and it drives me absolutely crazy, Richard. They build these beautiful homes and then all of a sudden they don't put artwork up. Yep. 
it's it's like they can't get they can't just get over that. And what I've often encouraged them to do is use local artists to have the local artists' art on the wall and yep. allow the artists to sell it. You know, have Correct. that they want to buy yep. it. But that that encourages participation of the local artist, and it, it it keeps it keeps the house connected to where it is. Yeah, I and agree. It, you know, so it's like they so much of them forget it. They they do. They just it just they get to the point where they go, I don't want to spend any more money. Yeah, yeah. And I go, oh oh, ouch ouch. You know, yeah. um, it becomes. What about ultra high end high end services that clients look for? I mean, we've talked a lot about structure. But what about yeah. the services? Well, Selimar, for example, we they have we have a live-in, like I said, a live-in cook and a live-in uh, maintenance person. They're a husband and wife team. They have their separate private quarters. That gives me a, a real sense of of comfort knowing that they're there. Now they they will be as visible or invisible as the guests want. Yep. Meaning that. Uh, they'll customize their, you know, their the, the customer's visit, but that wasn't enough. Uh, I added a concierge to handle all the activities for the guests before and during their stay. We added extra servers to help with the preparing the meals. We extra extra housekeeping, and this year we actually added a butler, who's the main contact person for the house. So that if they go, oh, can you get me reservations here? Can you get me uh, this activity? I'm having trouble with working the televisions, which is a huge yep. thing. Yes, it is. People. It is. It's a, it's the biggest pain in the neck. It's like, oh, I can't get my television to work. How does this work? Or I can't get the music to work. Yep. Blah, 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 blah. How do I make a phone call? All these little things that the people get confused by. The butler is there to make them at, at, at ease and that's it's been a, a well overdue now it's interesting enough richard is that barbados has that same level of service which americans love when they get there but they're reluctant about it in the beginning because they go oh these people are going to be you know invading my privacy but once they see their laundry's done from the day before folded yes. on their bed they go whoa oh, i mean in their in their meals it, are there it's basically a vacation rental with hotel amenities and service. You're staying in right. a hotel. It's just your hotel. Right. But you have these wonderful people Correct. Who, who protect you. Now, but on the, on the flip side, St. Bart's, which I've been working with forever, they don't have served. They do not have cooks. You can, you can have a cook come in. You can have service come in. But the villas do not, as a rule, have services like that wow. now the reason is honestly is because people go to st bart's they all want to go out to eat yeah they don't they don't want to eat at the property they want great kitchens but they don't go out to eat they want to go out and they're you know they want to go out and eat, try all the restaurants because that's what they go for because the food's fabulous yeah you know whereas you know uh, so there's no need to have a cook you can oh. have the yeah no nah. I mean, I think that's a great point. I mean, especially in some areas of Costa Rica, there aren't tons of choices of restaurants yeah. as well. So, right. um, you know, I was having a discussion with someone the other day because they were, I'm helping them do a feasibility study for a 12 bedroom beachfront home here in Costa Rica. And they were talking about weddings. And I said, look yeah. guys, if you're going to do weddings, you're probably going to need a back of house kitchen because nobody wants to watch you doing all that preparation out there in the main kitchen of the home. Like half the time that's just there for show. That's right. You know, and I think that's one thing that, again, is uh, it goes back to your point of are you building this as 
income generating or are you building this to kind of like enjoy and maybe do some rentals or just to enjoy yourselves? Because the design is going to be completely different. Absolutely. It, 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 if, if they don't get that, yeah, they, you've got a problem. Um, and I think that that's, I mean, that's the question you need to ask. Is this lifestyle or is this investment? If it's in the middle, then like design it maybe more towards lifestyle. But if it's about investment then and generating returns, then it's built typically with the flow of a hotel where the back office stuff does not touch the front of house. Right. I mean, I keep track of the, of the data I've had over the years, what types of, what size villas rent out, you know, yep. two, three, four, five, six bedrooms. What are the features that one villa has that the others don't that causes it to be more, you know, rent villa rental friendly. Yep. Um, and often I would go down and like, in St. Bart's, we had like, you know, 400 villas that we were working with. And I have these owners meetings and they would all want to know why their villa wasn't renting. Because that's what everybody wants to know, you know. Yep. Some of the villas, we, I could only generate six weeks a year. Some of them were generating 30 weeks a year. Some of the, the average owner was looking for around 16 weeks a year. Yep. You know, and so you sit there. And so <clears throat> the biggest struggle I had was, and how it all got started, Richard, was, the real estate companies originally wanted to sell a property. So then the, the potential buyer goes and says, looks at the villa and goes, okay, how much does it cost? Then the, the potential owner says, well, how much are the operating costs? Yep. How much is the property maintenance cost? And then he goes, whoa, wow, that's a lot of money. And then so the real estate guy says, well, you can rent it out and offset that. Yep. And he goes, well, how many weeks should I get? And then the, the, the real estate guy goes, he might say, oh, you can get 20 weeks or whatever. Of course. Right? Of course he just throws course. that number He doesn't out. need to do the work to get those weeks. Right. He just he just tells the guy that, right? So then the guy, so then my responsibility is, oh, the owner. Yeah, okay, I've got your villa. And, and he goes, wait a minute. I was, a year's gone by and I only have, you know, seven weeks. What's your problem? I was told to get 20. I go, whoa, who told you 20? You know, I said, there are, you know, 75 other two-bedroom homes that are like yes. yours. Those have to fill up before yours will get picked because these are the shortcomings. And he'll go, well, why didn't you tell me that? And I go, you, I wasn't involved in the sale. Yeah, I mean, that's what I spend a lot of time in the sale process now, Bob, just because, again, you know, I mean, it's – I can't remember what the figure was, but I know that three bedrooms or less in Costa Rica is 75% of all inventory. So four yeah. bedrooms and more is 25%. And once you start yeah. getting into these six, seven, I mean, you move into rarefied air. That's right. And the larger ones are yep. very difficult to rent. Uh, the only real demand they have is at the holiday period where you've got extended families all want to be under the same roof. Like, for example, and uh, the other problem you have is, the problem I have with Selimar, for example, is I'll have one family that'll go, Oh, I want to I want to rent Salomar, but we've got our, our friends want to rent a house nearby. It's similar to it. Do you have one that's oh. right nearby? And I go, oh, oh, oh. And so they go, oh, the other one is way away. And I go, uh, we don't want that. You know, so I call it uh, bookend. I need a bookends. I need villas that are comparable because yep. nobody wants to drive up to your villa and say, whoa, yours is so much better than mine. Yes. And, and that's that's a problem. Uh, on St. Martin, for example, I worked for, I worked for years with a developer who we had 
um, he developed the French side very smartly and Bay Rouge Beach, which is, the, which is where all the high-end villas are, we had two bookend villas, one at each end, and they were both, one was very contemporary, one was more traditional, but we we put the, we had those there so that the person would say, oh, I'm staying in Loasis, and, st and the other family was staying in La Rev. so it, it's like, okay, we're good, yep. but we had villas all in between that were fairly comparable, not quite that level, but not so much below it that you were being embarrassed. Yeah. You know, so the, the more villas that are like Selimar or the high end that are nearby, you're better off you are. Because yeah. right now, the biggest struggle I have with Costa Rica, Richard, is that the dis distrib distributors, the travel agencies know nothing about Costa Rica. Yep. They know zero. The last nine years, I spent half my time. How do I get there? What do I do when I get there? You know, what is Peninsula Papagayo? You know, what can I do? Blah, blah, blah. You know, it's like I spent all my time. I mean, the good that. thing about the pandemic is, I mean, it really put Costa Rica on the map as well. I mean, it was busy before, but it's really so much busier now. But it's funny you send that, you were mentioning that about like comparable homes, just because I spent yeah. the day to day driving around Hacienda Panilla, which is just south of Tamarindo, just because I'm helping some clients build a basically $3 million home there, you know, yeah. a couple of steps from the ocean. And we were driving around in Los Golondrinos, which is a con which is a development there and also Reserva Golf. And it's just amazing the variety of homes. I mean, you see homes that are, three, four, five million dollars. And then next to it, something that you'd be like, wow, that thing must be worth like 300, 400,000, you know? Right. And, and I mean, that's a that's, problem. That is a that's problem. A, that is a, a problem. huge problem. You know, I mean, um, because people like to be around. Yes. Likes. And, yes. and whether we want to admit that or not, it's the truth, yeah. Yeah. you know, and, uh, and, and a lot of destinations that I've been covering over the years, it's about bragging rights. It's Correct. about, it's like, first of all, the destination has to sell first. Then the neighborhood or region within that destination has to sell second. Yep. And then the third thing is the villa. So once the villa has been decided, it's called bragging rights. Where you, It's not about going to Costa Rica. It's about what villa you're going to stay in. Correct. Correct. So, so that becomes the other places that are much more mature with the villa rental business. Uh, it's it's really about what villa you're renting. You know, if you take yeah. St. Bart's, for example, or St. Martin or Anguilla, or you take uh, Turks and Caicos, it's come on really strong. Uh, it used to be uh, basically a condo destination, and now it's really become villa. But the nonstop flights have made it very, very attractive. Costa Rica, from New York, JetBlue's been good to get service there. But most of my arrivals this past year for Selimar have all been private jets. Yeah. What's, your, what's your viewpoint on Costa Rica comparatively to these other areas, Bob? Because I mean, it's, it's you know, typically the people that I talk to are usually here in Costa Rica and very insulated here, but you have a very wide viewpoint, uh, especially on some very developed, you know, Caribbean destinations. I mean, where, where do you see Costa Rica and where do you think it may potentially go? Um, I look at Costa Rica as a destination for the adventure seeker, you know? Right. Who, who's willing to take a bigger risk, who yep. doesn't just want to go lay on a beach and do nothing, you know, that's willing to uh, explore and see, you know, a country that has not been overdeveloped, that has not, you know, been disrespectful to everything, yep. you know, that the, um, the infrastructure is getting there is better, yep. uh, but it's, it's really about the guy, you know, people it's raw. Are, 
It's raw. Yeah, it's, it's a great, that's a great word. It's raw. It's real. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, a lot of other dentists are really synthetic, you know, yep. they, it's, you know, they're like, they, they make, you know, I, these people I'm taking down on Saturday, I go, look, this is not about you going to have a five-star, you know, the, the cook at Selmar is not a five-star gourmet French cook like you'd find in Grand Casse and St. Martin or St. Tropez. This this cook is going to cook you local foods that are, you know, that real, real, food. real foods. Yes. So don't go thinking that you're going to have some, you know, and, and so the people that are, that want to engage in that type, that's what it's for. Yeah. Uh, you know, I have a, I'm, I don't get it. Like I do a lot of St. Bart's business over the years and I don't get a lot of St. Bart's people willing to go to Costa Rica. They just yeah. don't. Yeah. They, they just, they want to go, they're foodies and they want to be seen and they want to be that whole crowd. Uh, I'm, Mexico has been a really tough com- competition for me in terms of like, I'll people, I'll go to people, well, I try to push Costa Rica and Salomar and Peninsula Papagayo and I'm up against Mexico. Mexico seems to be, you know, they're much more knowledgeable. Oh, I'll go to Cancun or, you know, yep. you know, it's like, that's their, because they don't have knowledge. And, sure. and, and I honestly feel, I, I, tell, I told Michael at Selmar, I said, Peninsula Papagayo has not done, in my opinion, a great job of promoting Peninsula Papagayo. Because it, it is kind of that, um, does have that fluff that people are looking for. Exclusive. That, you know, that, that has the safety. It's got yep. the marina. It's got the golf course. It's Some got, of the best beaches in the country. I mean, it's yeah. it's, a, it's 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 exclusive. Yeah. So they, they, it doesn't, it's like they're not going to go, you know, yeah. rough it with a black and white TV, you know. Yeah. I mean? <laughs> but, but you know, you know, so it's like, but I'm really disappointed in Peninsula Papagayo that they haven't really pushed it. Cause some people, the people I talk, where, where, what is this Peninsula Papagayo thing? Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, it's, and I, I say that because I, that's how I, that's my biggest challenge. Yeah. Is, well, I mean, I, you know, uh, yeah, I mean, no, no, I, I completely get it. I mean, you know, and Costa Rica is kind of what somewhat of a new destination. I mean, it's really oh, come on in the past 20 years, but I mean, as huge. you said it, it's not overbuilt, it's real, it's raw, it's authentic, and the people are amazing. Yeah, the, pe- uh, the people I've met have been so nice. It's also been a problem for me, because yeah. they are so, because when you have staff, Richard, the staff determines the personality and spirit of the property. Correct. And if the staff, Americans that have been most of my clients, they want the staff to be more outgoing. They want to be more engaged with their family. They want them to yep. welcome them with open arms. How are you doing? Love you. You know, this whole, this whole thing. And the, the Selimar staff, they're wonderful people. I love them. But they've been kind of standoffish because they don't want to cross that line. Yeah, I mean, and, and people, people are like that here. I mean, you know, it's, it's, I always say Costa Ricans are very friendly, but to go very deep with Costa Ricans takes a long time. Whereas like yeah. us in the Western world, it takes a while to get kind of friendly, but you get to be good friends really quickly, you know. Right. So because, it's, been a, it's yeah. been a challenge for me to try to work. And then one of the reasons I'm going down to, to see the staff again is I, tr- I, I give them all these things about here's how you greet a client. This is yep. what you do. Be proactive. Don't wait. For them to ask you for something look around and look to see whether they'll need it rather than wait for it you know so it's like a, and that's a totally new thing for them 
you know, uh, you know, it's there. They don't want to be intrusive. They don't want to, you know, just be in the way of the guests. And I go, no, 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 no. You know, you got to be proactive. You got to say, oh, that glass is empty. Would you like some more? You know, don't touch the, don't touch this. Don't touch that. You got to, you yeah. got to be, you know, you, because when they, when they pay the premium, what they're paying for Salomar, they expect, you know, five-star service. Correct. But and, with local, but with local food. Yeah. <laughs> well, Bob, um, I mean, this has been amazing, but let me just ask you my last question for you. Yeah. If you inherited $500,000 and had to invest it into a business or real estate in Costa Rica, in Costa Rica, what would you do with it? Great question. Um, beyond give it to I, me to invest for you, of course, but beyond <laughs> that, it's you it's know, amazing the people that contact me. Hey, Rich, can I give you X amount of money and you invest it for me? I'm like, guys, that's not what I do. I don't run an investment fund. You, you know, um, first of all, if you say, would I buy your property as an investment to rent it out? Um, I've learned over the years that most people who rent out a property barely cover their operating cost. Yep. Okay. Unless they know, unless they really know what they're doing and they're not using a property management company. Right. Now my success story is a property I've been working with for since the, since the original design development and build the owners and the architects got me involved right away. Yep. Right away. It wasn't like, oh, this is what we wanted them about. They said, we want you to help us design this property so it will be run as a business. We are not going to be using it. We're looking at investing it because what we want to do is we want to build it, rent it out. We want to make money on it. We want to take the money, put it back into the villa, and then we want to be able to sell it for more because it has a great track record. Okay. Now... On for the last X, I don't know how many years it's been, 2007 to 2021, uh, $10 million in short term rentals. Oh, wow! But that took you know, I, I build a website for the homes, like as yep. you know, with Celebi, I build yeah, the yeah. websites, I do everything for this guy, yep. you know. We've done it it at Via Buena Onda. And yeah, I mean, yeah. And I I told him, you need this for the bedrooms. You need like simple things like the gas grill. I do not want canisters for the gas grill. I want the line from the kitchen to go out to the gas grill on the deck so that we never run out of gas. You know, I want want this, I want this, I want this, I want this. And this is what you're going to charge. I do a complete history of of the price points of the villas that he competes with. And I I exhaust everything, Richard, to get repeat clients. Repeat the house was filled with repeat clients all the time. Well, I, I mean, put a, that, that's a testament to how great a service and product it is. Exactly. The repeat, if you have no repeat business in your villa, you got a problem. Yes. You know, and I had I actually put a closet in for a repeat client. I left all of his gave him a key, <laughs> left all of his stuff there. So when he when he traveled, he had a little carry-on bag and he would he wow. would just arrive. All of his clothes we put in the closet, all of his leftover liquor we put in the, the kitchen, and he had every little thing he needed, all the, you know, his, you know, his uh, toiletries, everything was all his. It was like he never left. Wow. And that yeah. got him back all the time. But I also made him feel that it was his house. 
So you say to me, what would I do to Costa Rica? I think one of the challenges that Costa Rica has is, and it's going to be badly needed, is the infrastructure for the rental programs. Um, meaning that do you, who's going to manage the property? Who's going to um, handle the clients when they're there? You know, who's going who's gonna, to, you know, be to make sure the house has the proper landscaping, the pool, the, you know, everything's working, the refrigerator, it's painted, yep. all this sort of stuff. Um, because most of the other destinations I've worked have had all that in place. Yeah. You know, so it's like, uh, and, and then the other question, so I sit there and say, if you're going to have a set of a bunch of villas in a particular area that you're going to try to rent out or you're telling owners if you invite here, you better have a, an infrastructure in place that can support the rental program. So if you said to me, where would I put the money? I would put, put in the there. money into a support structure for those rentals. Well, and I think that's, it's, it's interesting you say that um, because again, is you know, I'm constantly being asked to, to property manage company uh, properties here in Costa Rica, which is not really what I do. It's just, again, I have experience doing it, but like, yeah having a really high-end property management company here because yes. there aren't that many high, high-end ones. No, they're virtually, no. Non-existent, yeah, they're, you know. I mean, it, and, and that's a problem for future. Yeah. Because it, uh, it takes a lot of uh, training and staff to, to be able to, to be proactive, to get to look, you know, it's like uh, we had 70 villas in a location and I set up a quality control program where the maintenance guy had to go in before every arrival and after departure of every one. And once a month, he had to go in. And we had a, you know, we had once a month checkoff list, a quarterly checkoff list, and a checkoff list before they arrive and after they left. And the housekeeping and the uh, maintenance guy had to both sign off on it that this this is what the condition of it was. You see, Richard, there's no quality controls on properties. There right. are none out there. There's no terms of conditions uh, on what you should expect. There's no minimum standards. There's no rating system. Every villa or every condo has, has its own brand. And that's a problem. Yep. Uh, the, the, uh, the, the biggest problem I see it, is that if you're going to be like the company I worked with for some years, Seabarth on, on St. Bart's, they were known as a go-to place. If you wanted a villa that was going to be well represented, well taken care of, well, it was the best of the best, you went to Seabarth. That isn't available in Costa Rica. Okay. That if there was a, you know, I used to have, if there was a problem with the villa for whatever reason, like the electricity went down, the uh, refrigerator had an issue and I couldn't get it fixed, I would move them to another villa. Yep. I would just say, okay. Don't worry, we're going to put you in another villa of equal or better value. It's not going to cost you anything. We're just going to move you. We're not going to disrupt your, your, your rental. So we would move them. That's not what we wanted to do, but if we had to, we could. A good property management company will be able to do that because you will have problems. Right. You, you're going to have them, and they're going to, some of them are going to be way beyond your control. Yep. The, so that's the other thing is if I was a property management company, I would have control of the calendars of these homes, meaning that your staff called me uh, yesterday for uh, uh, for Selimar for July, and I control the calendar. I can give it, but but if your staff had to control the calendar themselves, oh yeah, it'd be these, a nightmare. It'd be a nightmare. No, 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 no. No, what I'm no I mean is, with with us, like it's going to one person to have access to that calendar to be like, okay, like what's available and what's not is great. But when it's all very confusing and you don't have that, it's a nightmare. 
Right. So what I'm saying is that if you ran a property management company, you'd say to the owners, look, I'm going to control your calendar. Correct. Okay? So I've got this property management company. I control the maintenance. I control everything about it. And then when people want to know, is the house available or not? I know yes or no, like that. I mean, at St. Bart's, we controlled uh, 175 calendars. Wow. And the, the bookings went up tenfold for those because the, the agents could go, yep, yeah. it's available. I can confirm it right now. Instant. It's instant. instant. Correct. Instant. So, so if, if you say to me, if I had $500,000, would I invest you'd, in a property? You'd start a high-end property management company. That's right. Yeah. But I would need to have those properties within close proximity of each other. Yeah. yeah. Because I can't send maintenance guys driving 20 million miles. So, of course. Of course. You know, yeah, so yeah. it's, I want them, you know, I want them no more than 15 minutes away. So if you, I don't care whether it's five villas or four, whatever, you start off that way. And if it's successful, you run it smoothly. Your people will beg you to manage the villa on all yeah. aspects. Well, Bob, this has been an amazing conversation. I really, really appreciate you coming on here and really sharing your experience. I'm going to put all your contact details and also Cielo Mar's website details in the description here. So, I mean, it really is a very unique location in Costa Rica, but a very unique property that is very, very high end and high touch that, again, not a lot of properties do uh, here. So um, I'll put all that in there. But Bob, thank you very, very much for your time. Oh, yeah. Well, he's building another one, by the way. Oh, wow. Well, then, if, <laughs> if, if you have friends, they can live next door. <laughs> no, but I mean, seriously, if, if you come across owners that want some feedback from my, yep. that's, that's, if I can help you with owners before they start making the investment, either buying one or building one, yep. the, the two of us would be, a, that's a great formula because- I had a guy who bought a villa and it did very poorly. Yep. And he wanted to chew my ear off because he goes, the sales guy told me, blah, 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 blah. And all last year you gave me nothing. You gave me like two bookings. And he, I, I went to him, I said, I looked at the property. And I said, I wish you had talked to me before you bought it. And he goes, why is that? I said, your villa is not for short term. It's a long-term property. It's not short term, it's vertical, you know, it's, it, and he goes, what? I go, it's not. And he, I gave him all the reasons in the world, laid it out for him. He says, so what should I do? I said, you got two choices. You rent it out long-term or sell it. Yep. So he goes, I'm going to sell it. I'm going to come after you to go buy the one I, that we really want. And that's what we did. You Good know? for you. Good for but you. I mean, cause I go, I'd rather have you be mad at me in the beginning by telling you something then yep. mad at me later yep 100 because then i have no value if i yeah. just kiss up to you and make all these false promises you're going to be furious with me i agree i agree you know it's, i mean i did a project on virgin gorda where they're these guys were designing 37 properties there and they already had them designed and the developer said can you talk to these architects to make sure we're okay with rentals and i looked at the drawing and i went you're screwed. These these are these houses are, are not even close to being rental friendly. Wow. It, so these architects were from Denver, Colorado, designing villas for the island of Virgin Gorda yeah. in the British. Hire hire locals for that stuff. You need and the I local went, knowledge. I go no. It's so the architects are ready to kill me. Seriously, I'm sure. they, they were. I go. 
no, this doesn't work. This, wow. I said, you, you, if you want me to tell you, I'll tell you the truth. What comes to me? Say, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they had to totally redesign all of them. Wow. But I go, wow. you're better off doing that now than trying to overcome those sales challenges later. Definitely. Well, Bob, this, as I said, this has been amazing. I really appreciate you taking the time. I know you're a busy man. Um, and uh, maybe again in another podcast, we'll get you back on. I'm here to help you, Richard. Sounds good, Bob. I really appreciate it. Yeah, see you. Hey, guys. Uh, amazing podcast there with Bob, of course. Bob has an uh, immense amount of knowledge here when it comes to building, developing, and operating vacation rentals uh, in probably more mature, not probably, more mature destinations than Costa Rica. You know, And I think we need to leverage some of that knowledge and also experience there when applying things to Costa Rica. Uh, I mean, I think the one thing that Costa Rica has is that raw authenticity. You know, it is real from the people here to just everything that you see around it. Uh, you know, it hasn't been overdeveloped. You know, uh, and I don't think it ever will be uh, just the environmental zoning standards here uh, and also just the infrastructure here just doesn't make stuff move as quickly. So, I mean, I think that's the beauty of Costa Rica, uh, which I think is why it makes it's going to make a good investment, because I think people are looking for that, you know, authenticity in today's world, because it's just very difficult to get. But anyway, anyone that wants to reach out to us can info at investingcostarica.com, investing plural dot com. And uh, I will uh, look forward to speaking with you guys on the next podcast.